everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaronozar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. In today's episode, I'm going to be covering the terms old and new world wine styles. I'm going to be explaining what they mean, the key differences between old and new world wine styles, and then I'm going to share my tips with you about how you can use the different styles to help you create magical pairings and fine wines that you're going to enjoy. So if you're ready, let's dive in and get into today's topic all about old and new world wine styles let's start off talking about why it's important to know about the terms old and new world wine styles. You're going to hear other wine professionals, much like myself, use these references all the time. So for you to be able to have an understanding of them is going to help you become more engaged into the conversation and feel empowered. So first let's define, let's work on the definitions of what is an old world wine. Now generally you'll be safe thinking old world wines are wines coming from Europe or the Mediterranean basin. So here we're talking about countries such as France, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Germany, Greece, Eastern Bloc countries, any country where the Romans conquered. Because ultimately, when we look through history, the Romans are responsible for taking vine growing and winemaking techniques all across Europe. So generally, old world countries are countries that were impacted by the Romans conquering Europe and taking their traditional wine growing and winemaking techniques with them. Now for new world countries, we're talking about countries such as the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Chile, Argentina, South Africa, and South Africa is sometimes a country where people will be like, but hey, they have a wine growing history that dates back to the 1600s. And it is true, they've been making wine there a very long time. However, when we look at Roman times, South Africa is still relatively new in their winemaking history, but definitely they are on the older side of the new world countries. Now you have an understanding of the countries involved when we say old world wines and when we refer to wines such as new world wines. So why does it matter and how do you use it? First, let's go into what are the key differences and the key differences are going to be from a consumer point of view, they're going to be on the labels and what you can expect in the inside. In 1934, France was the first country to actually qualify their wine labels and they set up the first original wine label, which was a guarantee of origin. All wine labels around the world, if a wine is being purchased in a wine store, has to have three things on it, whether they're old world or new world. They're going to have their alcohol amount, the size of the bottle, and the country of origin. And aside from those three things, what else is on the label is going to depend on where that wine actually originated from and the rules and laws of the area, region, or country that it comes from. They're all a bit different. So in 1934, France was the first country that actually solidified their wine laws. And this came after a time of turbulence. There were fraudulent wine styles. We had a disease in the ground. We had a louse or a bug, if you will, that was called phylloxera. And we'll talk about this in more wine history. But phylloxera basically is a bug that eats the grape from the roots up and destroys the plant. And after phylloxera was able to be contained, it's not gone, but we've figured out how to live with it, then France took advantage of that opportunity to say, hey, we need to rebuild our vineyards. And in doing so, we're going to think about what grape grows best in what area. So instead of putting everything in one place, we're going to think about in Burgundy, for example, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay grow brilliantly there. So we're going to make those the grapes of Burgundy. In the Loire Valley, we're going to say, 
Cabernet Franc and Chenin Blanc are going to be our predominant grapes. They, they use this chance to lock in grape varieties because they did best in the soil types and in the climate that was there to be able to make sure what was replanted, what was rebuilt, actually would thrive and do the best for the regions. So when we're looking at old world wine styles, much like France, other countries were also impacted by phylloxera, but what other old world countries did was they looked at the French model of a guarantee of origin. So if you pick up a bottle from France and it says Bordeaux on it, that label guarantees you as the consumer that that's where it's coming from. And as a winemaker, when I put that label on, I'm also getting a guarantee that nobody else can make a fraudulent wine style and say that their wine is coming from here when it is not. So it works on both sides and wine labels all around the world, both new and old world styles, use a guarantee of origin on their wine labels so that you have faith as a consumer what it says on the label is actually true. Now, this is about the grape variety and where it comes from. One of the most common questions that I will get in regards to old world wine labels is how come the label just doesn't tell me the grape variety inside? How come it just doesn't say in Bordeaux, for example, that this is a blend of Cabernet and Merlot? How come it just doesn't tell me that? And the reason is when the laws went into place, it would be redundant to put the grape varieties as well as the region on the label because they had connected the region with the grape variety. So in Bordeaux, I can only grow five red grape varieties. So in Bordeaux, for example, the only red grape varieties that are allowed are Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Melbeck, Carmenere, Petit Verdot and Cabernet Franc. They don't grow Pinot Noir there or any other grape varieties. So to the French, they felt that just putting Bordeaux on the label, you knew what grape varieties were in the bottle because those were the grapes that were associated with the region. Think about learning old world wine styles like your times tables. When you learned your times tables, it didn't automatically come into your head what two times two was. But now you can do it just at the snap of a finger. And once you learn the grape varieties, and what regions they go with, all of a sudden old world wine labels are going to start to make sense. It just takes a little bit of time and practice so that it just becomes automatic for you to look at a label and know what's inside. For example, if we're looking at white Bordeaux, for white Bordeaux, the grape varieties allowed to be used are going to be Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. And so if you are a Sauvignon Blanc fan and maybe you've been drinking them from New Zealand and on the New Zealand wine label, they say Sauvignon Blanc, potentially you did not not know or you were not aware that there were some white wine styles in the Bordeaux Isle, in the French Isle, that you would enjoy. So you can see how learning about the grapes associated with the region start to help you. But old world wine style as a whole, as a generalization, will always be labeled by the region that they come from, not the grape varieties. And in doing so, what they're saying is, these are the grape varieties that are allowed in this area. Now, Alsace France, a bit of an outlier. They do put the grape variety on the label. So they will say Riesling or Pinot Gris, for example. But generally, as a whole, old world wine labels, and think of labels, whether they are new world wines or old world wines, as a book jacket. The labels are there to give you a quick view of what's inside and what you can expect. 
and there, like I said, there are laws associated with every region. So if we look at Italy, for example, and I'm sure at some point you have had a bottle of Chianti from the, the Tuscan area in Italy, and Chianti, the grape variety, predominant grape variety, is going to be Sangiovese, but we don't put Sangiovese on the label. But Sangiovese, again, is not on the label because that is the grape variety that is legally tied to that area. And so if they want to use the labeling and the laws of that region, they need to use the grape varieties that are associated. And wine labels and region is a whole bigger discussion on itself, but I did want to dive into it today because when we're talking about the phrases, old world wines and new world wines, one of the key differences is old world wines are predominantly going to be labeled by the region. And that is because the region is tied to the grape varieties that must be used in that area. The area will also define potentially oak aging, the type of oak that must be used, and potentially even the alcohol amount. So when we get into German wines, there is a limited low level of alcohol that a wine needs to be able to reach to be a quality wine style in that area. So there's all types of rules and laws associated with old world wine labels. Now, when we look at new world wine styles, their labels, a lot of people will find much easier to read. And the reason being is that they're going to tell you the grape variety on the outside of the label as a generalization will always tell you the grape varieties it might have a fantasy name they might call it our white fancy blend on the front and on the back label they'll actually tell you what grape varieties went into their proprietary white blend for example so somewhere on the wine label on a new world wine generally they will tell you the grape varieties which makes it a little bit easier if that's how you've been shopping please know though that all the grape varieties that you are loving from new world countries are also available in old world countries. All of those grape varieties at some point came from an old world wine country to the new world as people traveled and migrated around the planet. So every grape variety and bottle of wine that you are loving from new world countries does have a cousin, if you will, in old world wine styles. What I'm hoping to be able to inspire you to do is start to play and take your love for new world wine styles that you've been buying by grape variety and research a little bit and find where you'll be able to find the same grape variety from an old world country and see the difference. So the core difference when you're shopping for new and old world wines are going to be how the label is presented and in old world wine styles, they're going to be labeled by region and the region is associated by law with certain grape varieties that must be used in those wines where new world wine styles they're going to be labeled by grape variety or potentially a, a fantasy name they've made up a great name for their blend their proprietary blend but somewhere on that label you are going to be able to see what grape varieties were used generally new world wine styles also have less rules if you will so Old World Wines, when they rebuilt in the 1930s, they picked the best grapes for the best sites for the region. They tried to make a perfect match so that everything would be optimal quality. For New World Wines, here we're still learning. We're playing with soils, we're playing with technology, we're playing with grape varieties, we're playing with blends. And so what we get in New World Wine styles is a little bit more of winemaking freedom, if you will. And there's both sides, there are benefits to both sides of the coins. There's classic wine styles coming out of traditional winemaking and regional grapes in Old World countries. In, in New World countries, we have a bit more room to play for winemakers that you'll find different 
different grape varieties being used, different blends, different aging, different oak styles of aging. The New World wines are still young in their history and so we are still playing. Predominantly though on New World wine styles, when you have a generalization, so I'm going to use California here, so if you see California on the label, then the grapes all have to come from California anywhere from California. When we get down to the actual vineyard, so if a vineyard is mentioned on a New World wine style, then there is a law in place that says the grape varieties must come all from that vineyard. So on New World wine styles, there are some laws. They're definitely a bit more open for some creativity from the winemakers as we're still learning what grows best where. But New World wine styles, as the area of where the wine comes from gets smaller, so you go from California to Napa, right down to, let's say, Stag's Leap Vineyard, for example, as we get smaller, the laws around where those grapes come from get tighter. So just something to be aware of, of on New World labels, there are still are rules that wineries and winemakers must abide to, but they are a bit broader. That's the main difference that I wanted to cover with you today. So for Old World wines, they're not trying to make it hard for you to shop and enjoy their wines. They're literally putting the region on the label because to them, these grapes have been associated with these regions for so long that everyone just knew. And you have to think when these rules went into place, wine did not travel as quickly and as far around the planet. If you grew up in Bordeaux, you drank the wines of Bordeaux. And when you visited other places, then you enjoyed the wines of the region, but predominantly wine stayed closer to home. Now, wine moves all around the world, and so there is a little bit of learning curve for everyone enjoying them around the planet. So just something to keep in mind. They're not trying to make it hard. They're just following their traditions, but think of it like learning your times tables. It may seem a little complicated or a little bit funny when you start, but all of a sudden, one day you're going to look at a bottle from the Northern Rhone in France, and you're just gonna know that that wine is 100% Syrah, for example. So. Something to think about, but I, trust me, it will stick, it will stay. And New World wines, they do seem a little bit easier, but like I said, know that there are still rules that New World winemakers need to abide to. The labels still guarantee the origin, so the grapes do have to come from where they say, but every grape variety that you are enjoying in a New World bottle of wine does have a cousin for you to enjoy in old world countries. We just have to find the match for you. So that's one of the biggest differences we have between old and new world wine styles and it's about labeling. Now for the third thing I wanted to cover with you today is how do you use the information on the label or the information about the regions to help you make magical pairings at home? And here are my tips. Regional wine styles are always gonna go with regional foods. So if you're doing an Italian meal, an Italian wine style is always going to be a wonderful choice. And that's because the foods and wines have grown up together. So naturally they're going to harmonize. So always think about regional wine style. If you're doing a rack of lamb, then Bordeaux, definitely a classic dish to, to have. Another example here is Munster cheese. If you haven't had it before, it's very aromatic, almost pungent, people will say, very strong flavored cheese, and it comes from the area of Alsace, France. And when you pair it with a Gewürztraminer wine from Alsace, it can be magic. Old world wines and foods of the regions grew up together. So as a generalization, old world wines are a little bit softer. They are made to go with food. They grew up needing a partner. It's not uncommon, and if you have had the opportunity to travel in Europe, then definitely you know if you have a glass of wine, 
wine, they'll never just bring you a glass of wine. They will bring you a little bit of, they'll bring a snack to go along with it. So it's just not done where you have a glass of wine without a little bit of food or cheese or bread or something to go along with it. Now here in New World countries, the wines grew up as bigger and bolder. Some people will say almost like a meal in the glass. So they are vibrant, generally a bit more expressive, and sometimes can be a bit strong when pairing with food styles. But what they do work brilliantly with a lot of the stronger condiment styles that we have in New World dishes. When you think of condiments, whether it's barbecue sauces, ketchups, relishes, well, we have sauces in old world countries. They are generally a little bit softer. Again, they are made to go with food styles. When we look at new world condiment styles, they are also full of flavors, but they are based on sugar and vinegar. And these can both be very overpowering and strip some of the flavors out of wine. So wine styles from new world countries predominantly have enough strength, have enough expression to pair with the strong flavors in the condiments and the sauces that we use on some of our new world food styles. So something to think about. So if you are doing a really expressive dish with lots of flavors, sometimes a new world wine style is going to be a great choice. If you're doing something that's more savory, you've cooked it all day, it's been in the slow cooker, you've done a roast, anything that's more savory, then here you can definitely go to the old world wine section and there's going to be some wine styles there that will have a more synergetic flavor and consistency to go with those savory, subtle flavors of the dish that has been slow cooked and roasted together. So something to think about. When you're doing a dish that's filled with expressive flavors, then new world wine styles are probably a good choice to start with. If you're doing something that is more savory or more integrated flavors, think of something slow cooked, like I mentioned, then old world wine styles can definitely be a great choice. As I said before, always look for regional pairings. So if you are doing something from Italy, an Italian wine will be perfect. And if you know if the Italian dish is from the north or south, again, that can help you get even closer to the region that has the wine that will be a perfect pairing for you. But the world is your oyster, as they say. So you can pair anything that you enjoy with a food style. What we're looking for when we're doing pairings is to create that harmony between the wine and the dish. And by aligning with the regions and the foods and the strength of the dish and the strength of the wine, we're going to have a better chance of creating those magical pairings for you. Also, the back label, especially when we get into New World wine styles, the back label might have some food pairing suggestions for you that you can use, or a lot of the wineries have wonderful websites with recipes included, and those are always a great resource for you. And if you happen to love cheese, like I do, then cheese is also a wonderful way to start playing with regional pairings. I hope you've learned some new information today. If you are listening to this while you're in the wine store, just walk up and down the aisles and take a look and see. Pick up a bottle from Spain, pick up a bottle from Germany, go to some new world countries. And as always, your phone is a great guide. So you can just Google if you pick up a bottle and it says Vouvray on the label from France, for example, just Google Vouvray and it's going to tell you the great varieties inside. And so lots of great information, but 
we have to think wine has a history and we are just enjoying it here in the present. And the more you know, the more empowered you can be and the better choices you can make to help you find wines you love. As always, it's been wonderful to hang out with you today. I hope you have a new appreciation for old and new world wine styles, as well as the labels and how you can use them to help you find wines that you'll enjoy and create magical pairings with. If you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And if you're interested, head on over to my website, winegirlacademy.com and learn more about how you can continue to learn and grow your wine knowledge and confidence with me. Have a great week. Cheers to you. Bye now.